How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 160 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you guys so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, guys, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation and again we're here in the beautiful drew estate cigar studios and they unveiled recently the secret identity identity of the mystery cigar and that is the all new nika rustica adobe the second expression in drew estate's value price nika rustica line the nika rustica brand is drew estate's homage and tribute to esteli nicaragua the nika rustica adobe will be available in a 6x52 toro 5x54 robusto and a 6x by 60 Gordo, all presented in 25 count boxes while retaining many of the same characteristics as the Connecticut Broadleaf Expression. Nika Rustica Adobe is the spicier version using a Habano wrapper, Brazilian binder, and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa. Unpolished and unrefined, Nika Rustica, is, uh, Nika Rustica Adobe is a medium to full bodied cigar that offers loads of spice with a bold and very long finish. The perfect companion for adventurous cigar buffs. Nika Rustica Adobe will be available for regular distribution to all retailers beginning in August. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, you ladies and gentlemen watching may notice a little something different over this way. Where? So, where? you guys have seen Justin before. If you watched our uh, our TPE trade show coverage a few months ago, you guys know Justin. Justin's the producer. Uh, and, and so, Garrett is extremely ill right now. We wish him the best. We wish him a, a speedy recovery. Um, and I see he says, Daddy's watching. Oh, boy. Um, Don't so, me with a good time. Uh, we, wish, we wish Garrett a speedy recovery. And uh, But Justin is filling in. Welcome to the big chair. Welcome, thank you, Matt. And uh, I'm excited to be on. This is kind of last minute, but we're uh, we're we're winging it. And, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Like tonight. I like I said before we went live, it's just a cigar show. It's that we're not solving the world's problems here. We're just having a good time. So um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of another one of those crazy weeks. Um, we were really excited this last uh, over the last weekend. Uh, Luciano. Uh, Morales from Ace Prime Cigars was in town. So very, very honored to have some time to hang out with him. He's a super cool guy, really knowledgeable about tobacco. And uh, so we got to hang out with him at uh, Ramsey Smoke Shop uh, in a little bit the next day, uh, having some cigars at the Caraway Club in Minneapolis with uh, with Rob and uh, and Nate from Bovida. So that was always a good time. And, and thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, so if for those, I don't know if you're not really the baseball guy, you know, like Garrett and I, not too much, but if, if, if you're a baseball fan at all and, and you happen to catch the twins game yesterday, um, it was a terrible game for the first eight innings. Um, but then all of a sudden, uh, so going into the eighth inning, um, the twins were down six, nothing, and it wasn't looking good. And the twins ended up coming from behind and absolutely, killing the final two innings of the game and ended up winning in in regulation by the way it did not go extra innings the twins ended up winning seven six so that was a good time that was that was it was fun watching the the last two innings the first seven not so much but uh it was that was a pretty cool thing uh the stanley cup playoffs are well underway uh we're in round two 
Um, Colorado is uh, at St. Louis as we speak. Game four is starting. Uh, Avalanche lead that series two to one. Um, so, you know, as much as we hated seeing our Minnesota Wild lose, it was, uh, you know, it's nice to see our friends at Cigar Dojo and their Colorado Avalanche doing pretty well in uh, in round two. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to win the whole thing, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's uh, you know, I'm still bummed. I'm still sad that, that Minnesota's out of it, but. It's always next year. There's always next year. That's that's that as a Minnesota sports <laughs> fan, that's a phrase that you learn and just make a part of your regular vocabulary is there's always next year. It's a rebuilding year, something like we'll that. Like I that don't know. So let's get into our main segment of the evening, guys. We have a great special guest coming on the show. And as always, you know, special guests on How About That Cigar Live are brought to us by our friends at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSungrown.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together and welcome to episode 160 of How About That Cigar Live from Asylum Cigars, Mr. Tom Lazuka. Welcome to How hey, About guys. That Cigar Live. <laughs> How you guys doing? We are doing well, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's been a long time coming, man. We've been wanting to have you on the show uh, ever since we started out, man. So thank you so much for being on with us tonight. Yeah, not bad. Only uh, 160 episodes to get it done, right? But <laughs> well, right. we got it done. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, you mentioned it before we went live, but uh, give our viewers and listeners an idea of where you are broadcasting from. And if you would, share with us what you're smoking right now. Well, I'm just at home in uh, Detroit area, and uh, I am smoking uh, the Asylum 9, 1118 shape. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I think uh, I think I'm going to grab something here to fire up. Um, and I I was really fortunate that um, we have some we have a number of shops in the Twin Cities area here that uh, that carry uh, or that not 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 only carry your cigars, uh, everything from Asylum and from uh, from CLE, but also are uh, are members of the PCA and attend the PCA trade show. So I got the uh, the Asylum and the Aroa uh pca exclusive cigar so we got the robusto size we're going to fire those up right now very nice um very definitely excited to try these because that was one of the i mean there's so much great stuff that gets released at the pca trade show but um this was definitely one of the ones on my radar to uh to try out so i'm going to fire it up right now i should have been better prepared for this i usually have all these like take already taken out of the wrapper and and uh and pre-cut and everything but i just totally lost track of everything tonight so but it's all good 
it's all good. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the toast cam while I get my uh, get my cigar fired up. When lighting your cigar, it's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dunback, Barton Tobacco, and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sombra Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Well, there we go. So, uh, so Tom, I want to jump in, first of all, because it's your first time on the show. One of the things that we like to learn is... Um, you know, somebody's first experience with, with a premium cigar. So that first time that you sat down and fired up a premium cigar, or it could have been on the golf course or wherever it was, what, uh, do you remember what you smoked that first time around and, uh, what kind of got you into it in the beginning? You know, I, I don't remember what I smoked. <laughs> Actually, I was, uh, a good friend of mine had been in the business for a number of years and, uh, he was uh, worked with an independent broker who you guys probably know up in Minnesota, Michael Perales. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Michael and my best friend Mark were doing an event with Nestor Miranda in the oh, Detroit nice. area. And nice. this was about 25 years ago and uh, did the event. So it, it was something from, you know, from, from Nestor, but I couldn't tell you what it was at the time. Okay. And... um. You know, as you um, kind of worked your way through, um, you know, got your way through high school and and uh, college afterwards, did, was was working in the cigar business always a part of your career plan, or how did that come about? Uh, no, not at all, man. Okay. Like you know, through college, uh, I started doing a, uh, a, a pizza chain called Jets. Um, they're, uh, you know, they started locally in Detroit and I started working with those guys and we, uh, <clears throat> end up, uh, developing, a, getting an area development agreement with jets. And so we had opened four stores and we were opening more. And after about seven years, I was just never home. My, my wife at the time was like, Hey, you're, you're, you're constantly gone. We can't start a family. So, I sold the pizza places and kind of goofed off for a while and went hunting and fishing. And then, uh, my wife said, you're home too much. You loser, get a job. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, end up, uh, getting a job in the cigar business. Uh, uh, Michael Perales had called me one day and said, Hey, call this company and, uh, uh, uh talk to them. And at my first job in the business was with Calibri, the lighter company and went to work for them as a lighter salesman. And, uh, I was with them for two years and then uh, met some of the people from Camacho. And that's when I uh, interviewed with them. They were hiring uh, direct sales reps and got the job there. And uh, that, that's the story, man. Still with Christian, you know, through the transition to Davidoff. And then when we, uh, his non-compete ended, we started this company in 2012. Yeah. And at the beginning of that, you know, because um, we talk a lot about, you know, different uh, styles of cigars, uh, different uh, Vitolas, ring gauges, things like that. Was was your vision at the very beginning for Asylum to be 
the big sort of known as the big ring gauge cigar or did that come after the brand had already launched uh no 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 that was it was before the brand i mean me and christian were uh in the process of doing the cle line um and you know we started talking about asylum and we were thinking about you know where we're going to do it if it was going to be honduran or nicaraguan and we decided to go into Nicaragua and, and blend the cigars, but I had been on the road for a while and had seen, uh, you know, we weren't the first big ring gauge cigar in the market and I would see them on the shelves and they were always empty and the customers would tell me, Hey, you know, we don't, uh, I would ask them how they sell. And they said, we sell, but we have trouble getting them. So I came back to Christian and said, listen, I want to do big ring gauge cigars. And he looked at me like I was stupid and, uh, <laughs> You know, and but I said, well, I ordered the bands, and and so I need you to order the molds. And he said, all right, I'm going to do it just to say I told you so. And you know, ten years later, it's our number one selling size. We sell a lot of seventy ring gauge cigars, and uh, you know, so it's been quite a journey in in the big ring gauge world. Yeah. So so I've got to ask, big ring gauge cigars. There's something like a nine by ninety or something you guys have. I mean, who the hell comes up with a nine by ninety cigar? By the way, because I'm dying to know the story on this. Well, that was actually, you know, we always thought about doing something bigger, and we did the eighty by eight. And you know, people always asked us for more, and then we, you know, uh, not this past April Fools, but the year before, our marketing team Raul and the guys posted. Asylum 990 coming soon, but if you flip the page, it said April Fools. <laughs> but then we had, you know, hundreds of responses of people saying, "We want it, make it, you pussies." We want, you know, I mean, they started calling his name, and, like, and so me and Christian just had a conversation. We we're like, "All right, let's do it." So we did it, and uh, you know, we launched it last year. Um, you know, we weren't sure what it was going to do. We just did like a one month sale with our salespeople and said, okay, whatever we sell, that's what we make. And, and, uh, so we made them went out and two days later, people were calling going, we need more. We want more. And we're like, well, there are no more, you know, and like, no, you gotta make more. So, <laughs> uh, we, we decided to launch it again. They'll be shipping shortly and, and, and any uh, any day now. They should be coming in from Honduras. Nice. And uh, we decided to do it as uh, just a limited release, like twice a year. So, okay. you know, it's not an everyday cigar, but uh, we'll release it a couple times a year now. Nice. So going back to even before um, the Asylum brand started, you know, in the early CLE days. Yeah. When you guys got started, well, they, you know, they started at the exact same time. Oh, they did at this. Okay, yep. so that's my fault. Yep. So, but at the at the very beginning, when you guys got started, um, what did when you looked at the you know the process of you know starting really from scratch, you know, a yep. new new brand, a new offering to the public uh, to the cigar world, what was kind of the philosophy that you guys had in the beginning to you know, as whether it was about marketing or branding or design and, and, and how, what have you learned from, you know, or because it's 10 years now. So what have, what have you learned along the way um, that you have, that you have changed and what have you stuck with? 
Well, for the most part, you know, like when me and Christian first uh, started this, it was just going to be me and him. Um, you know, our goal was to do like 600,000 cigars a year. Keep it very simple. Uh, it'd be me and him on the road, traveling, doing the events, doing the sales. And so, uh, you know, we, we could start selling cigars on July 2nd of 2012. So we planned a trip in Florida. We basically, I was down in Miami. We did a big loop around Florida. And it was about a month before the the PCA or IPCPR at the time in, in Orlando. And we're driving around and everyone's like, well, we'll take a look, we'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we weren't selling a whole lot of cigars. So we're kind of sitting back going, wow, this, this might not have been a great idea. And uh, but as soon as we hit the trade show, uh, it just it blew up. I think, you know, our goal was 300,000 for the first half a year. And we end up doing uh, just a hair under 800,000 cigars that first six months. And that's when Christian said, oh, listen, start hiring a sales team. We're on to something. And yeah. so we built a, you know, a great sales team and continue to uh, have a lot of the people that started with us. And uh, we continue to grow with those guys. They do a great job for us. So it's been uh, a pretty good ride, you know. And, you know, we've always kind of done things our way. You know, the, the, the plan was always to build the brand uh, slowly and, and do it, uh, you know, make sure the quality stayed up, have good, steady growth. And we've continued to do that for 10 straight years. So, yeah. And, you know, have you guys, um, you know, coming up on the, you know, the 10th anniversary, that's a big deal, you know, going from, you know, July of, uh, 10 years ago. And then the, like you said, that first trade show hit and, numbers were way bigger than you expected and and your growth has been really incredible over the last 10 years so as you look at that milestone because you know 10 years for really anything uh any kind of business venture uh is a big deal so are you guys looking at something to celebrate that that milestone uh no you know what we we kind of sat back and obviously i'll have the asylum 10 this year uh that should be out sometime in july uh but you know we we kind of sat back this year and kind of limited new products because of the demands on tobacco we're still trying to fill the back orders from the you know the pandemic the the business kind of went crazy and yeah. so we we didn't really want to keep adding new things when we can't really fulfill all the products that we uh we need to fulfill so kept it pretty simple this year you know we'll have uh 20 uh 2022 pca exclusives and asylum and a uh eroa uh and then just the asylum 10 so we really okay. kind of kept it simple this year uh you know i, I would have liked to done something but it, it's not uh it, we, we just didn't want to keep adding to it when when you know we're still getting caught up from from the past couple of years. Sure. Now, when it comes to the, the factories and the, and the production is, is everything on the asylum side, Nicaragua and everything on the Aroa side, Honduras, or is there does sometimes, is there overlap? Uh, there's a lot of overlap. Okay. You know, we, we don't, uh, uh, most of our stuff comes out of Honduras. You know, we make a few things in Nicaragua. Uh, originally we made more in Nicaragua, but the, the labor shortages there have made it impossible to meet the demand, uh, really hurt us over the last two years. So we moved a lot of production into Honduras, 
Um, you know, our factory in Honduras, we increased production 90% last year uh, to help offset the, the lack of production because they just don't have rollers. We can't get the people we need in, in Nicaragua right now. So uh, we focused on, on Honduras. We, we opened a second factory in Tegucigalpa now. Uh, we built a new box factory, so we've got a brand new, bigger box factory working double shifts to get us caught up. And, uh, you know, we've been working on some new farms. We, we've we started a, a farm in Colombia and a farm in Mexico uh, just to keep getting tobacco because it's, uh, you know, the pandemic really went, we went through probably a four or five year supply of tobacco through the pandemic. So getting caught up and making sure we have tobacco for three years, four years, five years from now, um, you know, we, we can't depend on anyone else. So we had to make sure that we, we have the tobacco supply that we need. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I want to um, put that question from Dax up on the screen. That's a great. Are there plans <laughs> to make a travel herfador to fit the asylum cigars? That's that's a good question because some of those some of the smaller ones don't necessarily work out. Yeah, uh, you know, we've got a couple things in the works. I, I haven't heard that yet, but uh, that that's something that might work. You know, to make one that fits like the nine nineties and eight eighties, <laughs> uh, kind of makes the travel size go away but uh you know i can't say that it's out of the question yeah one of those uh i can visualize using one of those stanley coffee thermoses obviously have it completely dry inside and throw in the nine by 90 with a with a, a bova to pack and i think you'd be you'd be good to go yeah, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> just get the get the coffee out of or, or maybe get one that's fresh that never had coffee in it so you don't get that coffee taste in your cigar. Right, right. I, I got to say, actually, this I just got a, over COVID over the last couple of weeks, and this is one of the first cigars I'm actually able to taste, and it's delicious. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, really enjoying this one tonight. Yeah, and uh, uh, Michelle was asking uh, about the uh, um, the Asylum PCA exclusive, and that's the one I'm smoking right now. And um I, I am really enjoying it. It's it's super bold, but there's a lot of balance to it as well. So I I'm and and it's it's burning and drawing, Perfect. just right. Ah, thank you. Um, so how much time do you uh, get to spend? Obviously, things have changed since 2020, but how much time do you get to spend in the in the factories, or do you do you let Christian handle that and you you handle the sales here in the states? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, Christian handles it because he's just out of Miami, um, yeah. gets down there. You know, uh, normally I'm down there a number of times throughout the year, but uh, COVID kind of slowed that up. Uh, I was down in November, and uh, and now we're just in hitting busy season, and we've got a lot of uh, expansion in the European market, so the travel uh you know is taking us you know christian just spent like 12 days in france um we've got a trip to germany coming up in in in, in june um so and then you know i'm on the road with the sales reps i was out in portland and seattle last week so we, we we're constantly on the road but he 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 handles most of it you know when we're doing the blends uh if I can't make it down there, he'll bring them up and then send them up to me or I'll go to the office in Miami and smoke them and yeah. make sure that they're, you know, we, we kind of come up with the concept of the ideas first and then Christian will go down and uh, blend it. And, uh, you know, if I can't do it, to, you know, if we, it's usually together, uh, but if I can't be there, he, he, he does it. And then, uh, 
you know, I'll tell him it sucks. He gets mad at me, has to start all <laughs> over or what, you know, <laughs> but yeah. uh, he, no, he usually does a really good job of putting together, uh, you know, what we're looking for in, in, in a new cigar. Okay. And when you, when you guys sit down, like when you go to Miami and you guys sit down together and you work on blends, how, how does the collaboration piece of it work? Cause like you said, you know, sometimes there's going to be disagreements about different profiles, about different, you know, balance pieces that, that go into a blend and things like that. How do you guys kind of work together when you're sitting down tasting cigars and, and uh, putting your, do, do you do it separately and then come together with your thoughts or do you, how does that all work? No, I mean, you know, we kind of look at what we're trying to get, right? Do we need a mild, a medium? Do we want another full body? What kind of price point are we going after? Um, What's the production going to be like? Um, And so, you know, usually on the CLE and Aroas, he'll he'll, he'll make most of that stuff and um, we'll smoke them and say yay or nay. But uh, usually he's going to go with his gut on those. And then on the asylum stuff, you know, if I don't like it, we, we don't do it, you know, and, uh, and we go back to the drawing board. So it's okay. just kind of, uh, I have a little more, I would say input in the asylum side because that, that's my baby. And, uh, he has kind of the, the final say on the CLE and Aroa side. Okay. And when, at the beginning, when, when, you know, the, those, those two main pillars, were created by you guys the cle pillar and the asylum pillar what what led to the the name asylum because it's a unique and and memorable name it really catches the eye and it's 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 memorable so what what led to that word asylum well in the very beginning we had a another person involved in the asylum side he was kind of going to be the face um he was a roller out of kansas city and, uh, you know, he was coming, we were all kind of putting ideas together. He was coming down to Honduras and Nicaragua with us. And, uh, you know, we, we decided, uh, you know, we were going to actually <laughs> call it the insane asylum, but uh, okay. some, uh, uh, hookah company disputed us. So we said, okay, what can we do? Uh, let's do asylum. And then we just kind of talked and we're both like, all right, lucky 13, we let's do a number. They can't dispute a number. And so we went with the number, but asylum is always, you know, we play into it with the, uh, with the names like schizo and the medulla oblongata and, uh, you know, all the different names that we use, but it's always been about where you smoke. It's always been, you know, our tagline from the beginning has been everybody seeks, seeks asylum. And, you know, the whole idea of that is this, this is where you go and relax. This is where you go to get away. This is where to go meet with your friends. So whether it's on your back porch, your garage, a cigar shop, the golf course, uh, it's always been about where you go to relax and, and enjoy your cigar. Nice. I like that. Um, and that's, that's kind of, you know, the philosophical piece that leads into the next question, which is, you know, there's we're always dealing with uh, whether it's government entities or different regulations or, um, you know, taxes that cause prices to go up, things like that, that, you know, can cause there to be maybe a little bit of uh, worry about the future of this cigar hobby that we love so much and the cigar culture as a whole. Um, Kind of from a philosophical standpoint, you know, because we, there's something about, 
the hobby that that goes beyond just the the tobacco and goes beyond just the um you know the packaging and all that it's 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 uh something that's kind of you know important to us on sort of a deeper level why do you think that is why do you why do you think it's important to preserve the cigar hobby well i i think it's just something that uh brings all different people together you know when you sit down in a cigar shop uh, there, there's just a, a mix of everybody. You know, it, it doesn't matter your social status, your financial status, your job status. Uh, everybody just comes together there to enjoy, you know, uh, whatever cigar it is, you know, whether it's Asylum or Fuente or, you know, any company. Um, you know, the, 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 the wonderful part about the cigar shop is just the, the absolute melting pot of people and the interaction of people and you know you can learn a lot uh about culture about different people in in the cigar shop and i think that's always been something that uh most businesses don't get you know you, most people you can't get that in a lot of places yeah i agree and that it's you know we we talk about it so much on the show and with people that we interact with that there's something there is something different. Cigar people are the best people. So, yeah, we say that all, all the, the time, time on this show. The cigar people are the best the people, and there's there there just is something special about hanging out with that people. Community, just it's 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 one of a kind for industries now these days. It really is. Today, you know. Yeah. So, um, just a, a quick quick to off topic, but uh, you know, PCA, will you guys be uh, exhibiting there this year? And and if so, like, what can we expect from uh, Asylum and, and CLE? Yeah, I mean, we're always there. Um, it's important, uh, you know, for us to be there. I think it's important for the industry, for retailers to be there. Um, but uh, this year, you know, we'll have the new release of the Asylum PCA uh, 2022. And uh, so I think it'll be the same blend. We're just going to do it in a, in a round Vitola this year. Uh, I don't think we change anything about the blend. So um, it'll be very simple this year. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's an important show. It's, it's like a family reunion getting together with everybody and seeing your, uh, your retail friends and seeing your, uh, you know, fellow, uh, manufacturer brand friends. Uh, there's just something about getting everybody back together in the same place at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I thought, you know, energy was great last year. The people were there to buy and, you know, for us, we want to spend the time with our customers. You know, it's nice. I'm on the road all the time. We walk into the stores, uh, but to be in a separate setting, uh, you know, they're usually hustling going from booth to booth, but, you know, hopefully you get some time after at one of the, the PCA parties or the circle bar, at, you know, where you get to sit down and uh, catch up with people. And, um, you know, it's just, a, it's a great place to be. And, you know, they give a lot of good information. If you sit in on, uh, the PCA meetings that they have, uh, that go over, you know, the FDA stuff, state legislature stuff, uh, retail, you know, how you can be better retailers. They usually have a pretty good program of things there to help you, uh, learn about what's happening in our industry, learn what's going on, what's working in the, uh, retail environment. So, um, you know, when you go, I hope people take advantage of those things because that's what, you know, they're up there to, uh, gathering information and people are giving, uh, 
you know, what's working for them in the, in, in the industry, you know? Yeah. And speaking of the, the retailer piece, because you, you visit so many, I mean, just all over the country and, and even, you know, it's, it's going to, I know you guys are really, really expanding in, in Europe and things like that, but you know, for us, for us in the States here, what are you hearing from retailers uh, over the past couple of years? Because it's you know it's been it's been an interesting couple of years for everybody. What are you hearing from retailers as far as if their customer bases are changing? Are they seeing new people who are new to the cigar hobby? Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, overall, you know, obviously over the last two years, uh, you know, going into the beginning of this year. Uh, the retailers definitely seen a lot of new customers, uh, new people to cigars, and we saw a big increase in total cigars sold in, in the United States and probably around the world. Um, you know, but, you know, I think now you're kind of seeing it plateauing a little bit, leveling off and okay. we probably won't see that kind of growth, uh, anymore, but I don't think we'll see the dramatic fall, uh, that we did at the last boom in the nineties. I, I think, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of new people. Uh, yeah. People smoke more cause they were working from home. Um, some people are going back to the office, but, uh, you know, I don't think anyone would complain if we stick, uh, you know, somewhere close to where we are right now. Yeah. Um, well, our, our, uh, our sick friend Garrett asks, uh, did we pay attention to any of the FDA proceedings today? I didn't, watch them like directly on C-SPAN or, or anything like that. But um, there was a write-up on half wheel uh, PCA sent something out as well. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know the specifics behind it. Uh, Tom, did you have a chance to look at any of what they were talking about today? Uh, you know, I, I did not watch it, but I did read what was posted on half wheel and stuff. And, and again, I think, you know, all I really read is they were uh, uh, really, you know, tried to make their case again, but in, in, for the most part, they didn't make their case that their own studies show that, you know, uh, underage people don't smoke premium cigars, yeah. that the epidemiology of cigars, if you smoke one to two cigars a day, it doesn't have a health effect on you. So, uh, just my understanding was that they, the FDA really didn't do a good job of proving their point because their own studies have proved quite the opposite. Yeah, I agree. And and fortunately, we've been, we've had some good, I don't want to use the word luck, but it's the only term that comes to mind right now. But we've had some good luck in the past few years where a lot of federal judges have have kind of seen what you just mentioned, Tom, that that the FDA really has not done their homework. They, they really don't have a firm grasp on the the differentiating factors between premium cigars and cigarettes and vape and, and other smokable products. Yeah. I mean, they just want to lump everything together. Right. Yeah. And, and look past their own data. You know, they right. took the time to have their own studies done and they just went back and did it again. And, and they really came back with no conclusive evidence again. Right. You know, and, and but they still want to come after the industry and, you know, at, at what point do they say, you know, enough's enough, the, but they're not, they, they want to ban smoking. Um, right. I, I think the large companies want to, uh, control the markets and, and they're not really on board with protecting the little guys because 
listen, they're corp they're corporations. They're not family owned. They they want uh, to control as much market share as they want. They want to be Coca Cola and Pepsi, and, uh, and and that's all good. But we're not going out without a fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love the way you put that. That's that's perfect. Um, well, I think. Is it time? I think it's time to move into this week's Numero, Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Guys, don't forget, if you're listening or watching, if you go to smokein.com and pick out some of your favorite cigars, put them in your cart and use code HBTC15 for 15% off. Some restrictions apply. If if it's super limited or something like that, it's the code's probably not going to work. But for the cigars that you enjoy every day, use that code for 15% off. Um, so, episode 160... Numero de los Muertos. Justin, what do you have for us this week? Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Where's it at? I, I do have a drum roll you sound do? somewhere, somewhere here. Somewhere in the bank. I, I don't, yeah, I couldn't, okay. I wouldn't be able to find it right now. So, this week's Numero de los Muertos from 1990 to 2016, 30 people have died here. From 1990 to 2016, 30 people have died. 33 people. 33 people have died in this location. It's a location. Here, here globally. Is it Niagara Falls? <laughs> Sadly, no, it's not Niagara Falls, Rob. So, Tom, the reason we say Niagara Falls is because a couple weeks ago we were interviewing Rob and Nate from Bovida. And, uh -huh. and literally within two seconds, Rob guessed Niagara Falls and Garrett was totally dejected and sad because he expected it was going to take us like five minutes to figure it out. <laughs> so that's that's going to be our joke answer for the rest of time. <laughs> or autoerotic asphyxiation. But this is a location, this is we're, the looking location we're looking for tonight. So it's not the Mall of America there, Jason. Um, is it in the United States? It can be. It can be. Yeah. Okay, so they, this, they, is, they not globally, this is not a this is not a geographic location. Inside an airplane. No. While it's in the air. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Okay, so the, Tom brings up a good question. Is this uh on land? Uh yes, it's uh, it's on land. These locations yes. are on land. Yep. Are vehicles involved? Um no, no vehicles are involved. No vehicles. It's not drinking with Risty to cure a common cold. <laughs> it's not the Hoover Dam. Um, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, shoot. Hit um, train, not hit by a train. So, all right. So this location is not geographic specific. Not geographic specific. 
and it's on land. Yes. Is it in? Uh, does it take place indoors? Uh, it can. Okay, so it doesn't it, it matter. Be outdoors, indoors. Yeah. Are trees involved? Um, no, trees are definitely not involved. Okay. Are firearms involved? No firearms. Are animals involved? Very good animals question. Are involved? Animals are involved. Yes, okay, yes. that's a very good question. That's a good one. It's not in a, a what's that? A part of. Portage no, definitely not in a portage. It's a good one though. In a circus, not in a circus. Great question. It's not base jumping from bridges. Oh, uh, uh, Jason says zoo. Is it a zoo? Jason, is that it? It is. (laughs) Was he the first one that said zoo? We got a lot of. We got all all these people in the comments now saying zoo. So So, yeah, uh, according to CNN, the animal advocacy group born free reports that there have been 256 injuries in zoo due to animal attacks over the past 26 years resulting in 33 deaths these injuries uh would include situations like the one involving harambe uh where a child falls in an enclosure but uh most often involve zookeepers or trainers so Oh, so most of them are people that work at the zoo. At the zoo, yeah, yeah. Given the number of people who actually visit zoos every year, that means zoo-related accidents don't happen very often at all. Man, I'm gonna have to talk to because uh, because in a um, in a few weeks we have uh, uh, Bear Duplissy okay. on the show, and he uh, his wife is a zookeeper. You have to quiz her on that. We got to yeah. we got to talk to him about that and see if we can get the lowdown. Um, yeah, so working at a zoo is not, is, can be, well, it's, it, I mean, it's a very low number, but it's a low number, yeah. but still working at a zoo is probably more dangerous than your average nine to five. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it depends on if you're in the, uh, penguin enclosure or the lions and bears and tigers enclosure. <laughs> Those killer penguins will get you. Yeah. There. See, he's thinking <laughs> the same way. Who was that saying? Uh, oh, I think we have a dispute about who gave the right answer first. Yeah, no fighting, everybody. Be nice in the comments. I don't know. I don't. I, the I first don't know one that popped up on the screen was, I think, Jason Pohl. Yep, no, that's what I yeah. got. <laughs> watch what, out for ki- watch out for killer <laughs> penguins. Dax says, "Yeah, yeah. killer penguins." Shamu. I mean, <laughs> Jason cheated. So Tony called it. <laughs> All right, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, let's move into the lightning round for this week. And lightning round is brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newton Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. So, Tom, if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be? Oh, jeez. <laughs> right, right now, I think it would be Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, that's a very timely answer. I yeah. like that. I mean, why? Why wouldn't it be Johnny Depp there, Tom? Yeah. You know, because 
I, I would very much like to hear what his thoughts are thinking when uh, she's up on the stand and, and, you know, they're disputing whether she's lying or not lying, uh, whether he's lying or not lying. Like, is he, if he's there going, oh, man, I got away with that one or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or she's a nut job or I'm a nut job. I don't, you know, just like <laughs> what's going through that guy's mind. Yeah. I think I think what goes through his mind is really random shit. Like, like how many people do penguins kill every year, and what do what do dogs think about when they're when they're eating? Or you know, I, I think he's a little. I think he. I think he's a little eccentric. Is little where I'm going with yeah, this. Just a little bit. But I think she's a little eccentric too, and maybe just a touch on the psychotic side. So, so next one here, Tom. Um, if you were going to get into a fight. What would your soundtrack music be? Um, it would probably be Pantera. Oh, song. Yeah. any uh, particular track? Walk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 one works very well for fighting music. Yeah, it just gets you pumped up, you know. So choose one of the following: you could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie or a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. Uh, score a goal as the goalie in a hockey game. Nice. Yeah. Super rare, but <laughs> yeah. always, always fun to watch. Let's do that last let's one. Let's do it. We yeah, got to we gotta do I the like, last one. So, so if I'll, let's. I'll do this one. But okay. Let's say there's a zombie apocalypse coming. And you you had your crew of you and three other cigar industry people. Who would they be? Well, one of them uh, is probably he's no longer really in the cigar business. But uh, if, if you know the man, he used to own some shops in, in Indiana. His name's Tom Taglia. And uh, he, he is probably the most well-armed person I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, he used to take a shooting. He's got everything you could ever want to shoot, um, ammo for days. So I would definitely take Tom Taglia, even though he's not necessarily still in it, but I'm going to take him. That's a good, that's a good pick. Firearms are a must. Yeah. Uh, you know, from that point, um, you know, I got to take my partner, Christian. I don't know if he's going to be any good at saving anything, but he's pretty smart. So I'll, I'll take Christian just to save Christian. I might have, we might have to do the saving, but I got to bring Christian with me. And, uh, you know, and then I got to bring my lady with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to throw you, hit you with one more. Um, so, if you could have an unlimited supply for the rest of your life of one thing, and it can't be food and it can't be cigars, but if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life that you never have to pay for again, what would it be? Oh, I was going to say money. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we'll say, we'll say money is a, is a, is a, is a, no. a no go. Um, geez. It would probably be, uh, Man, that's a tough one. I never really thought about that, but I it would probably have to do something with hunting and fishing. I love being in the outdoors. Oh, so, yeah. So, ammo. Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's a good one. And plus, yeah. plus, it's it's getting pricier by the day. So, yeah. 
if you had an unlimited supply for the rest of your life, that would save a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ammo's ammo's ammo and gas are just like going through the roof. Yeah. It's crazy. And baby formula. And baby. Yeah. Baby, uh, thank God we're past <laughs> the baby formula stage where, where my wife and I don't need that anymore, but yikes, I can't imagine right now. Um, so Let's move into our notable smokable for the week and notable smokables brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime Cigars, notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so, Tom, each week during notable smokable, we, each one of us name a cigar that we've smoked recently that was notable to us. Now, it could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that maybe we revisit for the first time in a really long time, or it could be a cigar that we tried for the first time ever. Now, obviously, you're mostly smoking stuff from your own brands, but every once in a while, you know, people get a chance to reach outside and, and you know, pick something out of the, you know, their local shop that uh, is outside of their brand. So is there anything you've smoked recently that was notable to you? Um, you know, I haven't smoked, I don't smoke a lot of cigars outside of my brand. Yeah. Um, uh, not, uh, not very often. And especially being on the road so much lately, uh, I'm always out there just kind of smoking, you know, my own stuff. Cause I'm walking into stores and, uh, you know, we have such a wide selection of stuff, but I, you know, I did smoke, uh, one of our asylum premiums recently, and I hadn't smoked one of those in a long time. And it was just, uh, it, it was really nice. It just has that rich flavor, a subtle spice to it. It, it was really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, um, I, I grabbed some stuff out of my, my humidor here, you know, knowing you were going to be on the show tonight. And I mean, I've got everything from the, you know, the, the, the Asylum 13 Corojo, you know, we, we had the Medulla, uh, yeah. as the, uh, you know, the pregame, um, and then the, you know, the, the classic, you know, the asylum 13 I've got here and then, um, the Aroha classic, you know, and Justin's got some stuff with them too, but yeah, it's, what, it's the asylum that you put up there in, in the cellophane. Yeah. The, this one here, the asylum, uh, sorry, this is the devil's night. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I could yeah. tell by the band. <laughs> yeah. That's the devil's night, which, um, that, that blend is no joke. Hmm. I mean that that blends is you, you it's it's something that's got uh, a lot going on. It's a it's a very complex blend in my opinion. Have to give that one a try. My notable this week is going to have to be this uh, Aurora here PCA exclusive. It's the first cigar that I'm actually tasting in about two weeks, <laughs> and it tastes damn good. So I'm going with this one. Yeah, it's so it's so great after you get over COVID when yeah. you can finally start it's, smelling I mean, and tasting to come things back again slowly. <laughs> Um, for me, mine was, um, was actually a Placencia cigar, um, that I've had before, but it's been a long time since I've had it. Um, and it's the, the Cosecha 146 in the Robusto size. Um, I had one at the cigar shop yesterday and it just, it, it's one of those cigars. It's not expensive. It's a, it's a good price point. And, you know, the flavors and aromas kind of hit where, where you want them to hit. And, uh, it's a very nice blend. Definitely. So that was this week's Notable Smokables, brought to us by Ace Prime, improving lives through fine cigars. Please visit aceprime.com to learn more. Uh, so to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some of the cool stuff we have coming up in the next few weeks, 
Um, so we're not going to have a show next Monday night. On, that is Memorial Day. Uh, it's a holiday here in the United States, and we are going to respect that and let you guys enjoy your barbecues or whatever it is you do when you, uh, you know, celebrate Memorial Day. So have a good time next Monday night. Uh, the following Monday, like I mentioned, we have uh, on June 6th, we have Bear Duplissy from El Oso Fumar Takes on the show for his, I want to say, third appearance on the show. He was our very first live guest on the show. Uh, and then on, uh, so June 13th is a big one. I can't you, wait for that one. You guys know. absolutely do not want to miss the June ter- June 13th show. We have a mystery guest. We we will not divulge to anyone who the mystery guest is for the 13th. You will not find we you will not find out until you tune in live on the 13th who the mystery guest is and what this is all about. And, um, and about the mystery guests, aren't we going to have some unbanded sticks? We gonna... we have we have an exciting project. Yeah to uh to to get out there about Jeez, this so a very exciting mystery guest on the 13th um on the 20th uh this is another exciting thing uh ricky rodriguez who you know we've all known uh we we interviewed him on the show early on in the days of how about that cigar um you know he was uh he was the face of cao cigars for a long time uh and uh, he recently announced he was leaving CAO Cigars. He started a new project called the West Tampa Tobacco Company. Uh, so we are going to talk to him about that new adventure uh, on uh, the 20th of June. Um, and then at the end of the month in June, we actually have a special Tuesday night edition uh, because that Monday, which is the 27th, that is my wedding anniversary, and we will absolutely not do a show on my wedding anniversary because I want to stay married. So we're not going to do a show on the 27th. The show will be the following night on Tuesday, the 28th, uh, and we have Omar DeFrias from Fratello Cigars on the show. Uh, so very exciting stuff coming up in June. And then right after that, honestly, the time is flying by. Right after that, we're going to be at the PCA trade show uh, in July, covering all the very cool stuff going on with everybody in the industry. Um, So Tom, give our viewers and listeners a final idea. Where is the best place for them to keep up with everything going on with CLE and Asylum? Uh, Best place is obviously our uh, CLEcigars.com or uh, AsylumCigars.com. It all kind of takes you to the same place. Um, And our... uh, Asylum uh, Facebook page or Instagram, and same thing, CLE and Aroa both have their own Instagram, so we do a lot on the Instagram pages, so anything new or what's happening is usually posted there, and events and things like that you can find on our webpage. Very nice. Well, Tom, thank you so much for being on uh, episode 160. I'm glad we finally got you on the show, brother, and it was great to talk to you tonight. No, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully, we'll, we'll do it again. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Bear's been on three times, and this is my first. So, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely fix that. <laughs> no, um, Bear's, Bear's, Bear's awesome, man. I love. He is that. a great I've done guy. Show quite a few times. And if you, uh, if you ever find yourself, uh, you know, visiting any shops up in, uh, in the Twin Cities area, Minneapolis, St. Paul, just give us a shout when you're here, and, and we'll, uh, we'll get together. That sounds good, guys. Thank you for having me tonight. 
Fantastic. Uh, viewers and listeners, guys, as always, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar. We're so grateful to you guys for watching live on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, if you're listening on the audio podcast, thanks again for listening to this episode and all the episodes we have on there. Make sure to go on to the YouTube channel and not only watch the videos, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And when you're on Facebook watching us, be sure to like the page on Facebook and follow everything so you don't miss any new episodes. And of course, on the audio podcast platform, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those great new episodes coming from How About That Cigar. Um, and of course, guys, we are so grateful to you. And as always, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks, guys. See ya.